everybody. So Dave and I are back. We are kind of relaunching the podcast today, looking at off-season things. Um, just look back. Didn't drop anything about the games. <laughs> Not really sure what happened there. But we're back. And we're going to try and drop this weekly, I believe, on Thursdays is our goal. So make sure you are, like, subscribed, liked, followed, whatever the word is. Um, for the platform that you're on and keep up with what's happening this off season. And hopefully we can keep this trucking a bit more consistently. That's right. So. And uh, because we are rusty, this is the fantasy fitnessing podcast, uh, the fantasy fitnessing show. So um, welcome back. Uh, the off season sort of shaking off the off season rust here ahead of road. Yeah, we'll get better. Promise. We were better. I think. <laughs> Okay, so first things first. We are just going to kind of run through what we're going to run for fantasy fitnessing for the off-season. So kind of the three big competitions are the Rogue Invitational, the Dubai CrossFit Championship, and Wadapalooza. So maybe run through what games we're doing for what, Dave? Yeah, so I guess starting with Rogue, um, we'll be running salary cap for this one for sure as well as draft leagues um so if you played at uh, the crossfit games salary cap um you got your fictional 250 dollars to pick a team of three men and three women um competing at the event and the points that they earn in this case for the rogue invitational will be the point your team earned uh and then the team with the highest points wins so um we'll be running that style again for the rogue invitational um We'd love to do the Eliminator again, uh, or streaking with the fittest, I guess, um, depending on the number of events that they have, but potentially with the the smaller event schedule at Rogue, um, might not happen there. Um, you know, I, I'm looking forward to this event. I think, I think adding the qualifier this year um, adds some more excitement to it than just being a hand-picked field. So we kind of have a, a pretty diverse group of five people who are coming from the, the qualifier, which should be fun to watch. Yeah, it's fun to see. Sorry, I'm just looking up the competitors here. It's fun to see that there's a few people that were kind of new to the games, like with Matilda Garns um, getting in, and then a couple of people that had, like, quarterfinal score issues, like Manon Angnes and Annika Greer, and just some fun faces like Bailey Rogers. And who came out on the men's side? Tim Paulson, who's a games athlete that earned his thing. And then Jorge mm -hmm. Fernandez, who was team of the game. So it's, I personally always would love to see some of these like elite team athletes line up against the individuals. So I'm pretty stoked to see him at Rogue. And Tetlow's back after missing the games this year. And then up a comer, Jack Barlow. So it's going to be fun. It'll be a great game to play because all your cap games are always fun. But I'm just excited to see these guys all line up with each other. Yeah, like it should be fun. Like especially, um, especially Chandler, Chandler Smith and Anna Greer. I think everybody expected them to make the games this year, just based off how things were going at the start. So um, they probably also likely have uh, chips on their shoulders um, and something to prove. Um, and then also looking forward to like Jack Farlow and Olivia Kerstetter, just kind of the up and coming athletes. And especially like you know, far Jack Harlow, like, the guy, uh, the guy's strong and can lift the house. So with Rogue being a you know heavier type of event, that maybe he can um, 
cause a, a bit of a stir and uh, shake things up on the leaderboard compared to kind of uh, the smaller semifinal style events. Yeah, I'm excited. It's going to be great. Lots of fresh faces and also old, solid people. Yeah. So uh, that this is, one is the Pardon? 28th to the 30th of October, I believe is when this one's going off. Yeah, and then we're going to try and kick off the games kind of like two weeks before. So make sure you're, you know, signed up. If you have a Fantasy Fitnessing account, we'll send you an email when the games are kicked off. So you don't need to, like, be watching on social media or anything like that. We'll make sure that you guys know. And then, and then next up, um, December 16th, 18th, or do they change the date for Dubai? On their website. On their website, everything is still the 16th and 18th. That's the 2021 dates. But on their Instagram, it is the 2nd, 3rd, 4th, 3rd, 4th, 5th of December. The first weekend in December. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll be running salary cap again for this one as well. I think the, the qualifier is done, but it seems like the... You know, they're still addressing penalties and scoring issues to this point, so I don't think we have a, a finalized field. But I think this one lends itself more to be kind of more heavily leaning towards the European athletes just due to proximity. But um, it should be interesting one. So they always throw a pretty diverse event uh, out there in terms of um, what we see from a, a competition standpoint. And then uh, whether it's a desert run or through the indoor ski hill. Um, there's always something to shake things up. And then it's also one of the larger ones in terms of events. So like we usually have 10 or 11 events over the course of the weekend. So should be a good test uh, to everybody involved. Yeah, so their Instagram, it is the 2nd, 3rd, and 4th of December for 2022. And salary cap game, will we run a streaking event if it's that many like workouts? Yeah, if it's something along those lines of, you know, nine or ten over the course of the weekend, I think that would also give the opportunity to run that type of event. Um, also, time zones don't work well for us in that way in terms of setting the cutoffs of surprise events. So um, that one will probably play by ear once we get a little bit closer just to, to logistics. Yeah, but it is also, um, if it is more workouts, it's also fewer competitors. You don't have like a 40 person field to pick from. So if you're picking up 20 for 10 events, that's a lot. Yeah, it'll, it'll make it tricky. Different game. Yeah. All right. And next is Wadapalooza in January. You have the date? Yes. So I guess you're probably not hearing it first on this podcast, but Wadapalooza announced a change in structure this year. Rather than having four days of competition with elite individuals and elite teams going simultaneously, um, they split it up. So Thursday, Friday will be elite individuals, while Friday or Saturday, Sunday, I should say, uh, will be the elite teams of three. Uh, so a bit of a change of structure. Uh, I think this is you know probably based on a lot of the feedback last year that the elite teams uh, were funner to watch in some cases than the elite individuals, or uh, also gave athletes the opportunity to do both if they so choose over uh you know rather than having four days of competition you guess you'd still have four days of competition you'd just be you know two days as individual two days on a team so um should be interesting to see 
who takes up both options, who just goes individual. We've seen more elite teams um, progress this year. Yeah, I saw an interview with the organizer saying just the level of competition on the elite side was just kind of changing because it is right sort of leading into the season. Um, so I think they've made it. So if they want to go elite, it's a bit less, not a four-day competition, just a couple days. Or like it was super fun watching those elite teams last year. It'd be great to see those people like have more of them on the elite team side. So originally I was like, not sure. Cause I love like a good solid weekend of elite competition to watch. But I think it's kind of a smart pivot and it'll be really interesting to see how it plays out in terms of who actually goes individual versus just team. And if fewer elites are actually on the individual side, who is it going to pull up? that's going to get some eyes on them, those athletes that are possibly the future of the sport, up-and-comer type athletes that will get those elite tickets and spots so then we can watch them compete, kind of the likes of like Annika Greer last year. Like it was great having someone make a splash like that. So there might be more space for that on the individual side if more elites just go team to keep it like a fun weekend leading into the season. Yeah, just looking at the results from last year. So on the women's side, top 10, Lucy Campbell is fourth. Um, so for most fans out there, they didn't really know much of Lucy Campbell before um, Wada Blues last year. Then she ended up winning an event of the games this year. Ellie Turner really ended up making a name for herself there, even though she was a games athlete in 2021. You know, Freya Mooseberger was in 10th place. Um, you know, she was a rookie at the games this year. And if you're 12, um, she also had an event win. So, yeah, like you said, like it, it creates a lot of opportunities for the younger names to come in. Um, and we also saw the the brute guys really crash onto the scene last year at Wadapalooza. You know, Pepper in fifth, Phil Toon was in sixth. Um, you know, Taylor South had a top 10 finish before he got hurt last year during quarterfinals or between quarterfinals in the games. You know, Sprague was 15th. Um, so, yeah, there was a, a lot of excitement and some upcoming opportunities on the individual side. And then yeah, the, the fun that those elite teams had, um, whether it be Porter and Newberry and Douglas or the boys with um, Travis Mayer and Chandler Smith and Noah Olson and, you know, the Mayhem Femmes and Team Krager. And I think there's an undergrads team there with um, Allison Scuds and Kyra Mulligan. I can't remember who the third person of that team was, but yeah, there's um, was it Alex a lot Kazan? going on. Alex Kazan, Kyra Mulligan, and Scuds? Maybe. Maybe? Sounds familiar. Whatever. It was fun. The team side was fun. It was fun yeah. that there was like elite people to watch just having like such a great time doing CrossFit. Like, yeah, it was super fun to see. So it's kind of cool that they're like leaning into that to make more space for that. Yeah, because yeah, it was interesting. So, but again, just like scrolling through, like, so there were seven events last year on the individual side. So, or eight events. So, you know, I stretched over over there were three or four days of competition. That's not too bad. So maybe they drop it down to to six events over two days. It seems fairly reasonable for kind of those athletes and if they do another five or six on teams over the weekend that gives them a, a good primer for the season yeah for sure 
and they can always do like part A, B sort of scoring to get a few more scores in there without like adding more complete workouts and stuff okay. like that. So yeah, yeah Waterpalooza should be fun in terms of game that we're going to run for fantasy fitnessing. Um, still in the thought process of yeah. whether to run like two different games, one for individuals, one for teams. Um, what other ideas do we have, Dave? Or just not sure, sort of simmering. Yeah, it's still, yeah, still uh, on some ideas. So if you have some thoughts, let us know. But um, yeah, the idea is to potentially run a salary cat game for individuals and a second one for teams or, you know, some sort of eliminator type of style event where you pick individuals for the first two days and teams for the, the next two days or, yeah, something along those lines or... Um, It'll probably wait to see how many people are doing both events. That may be people and athletes. And the individuals, you can't pick them for team. Or if you pick them for team, you can't pick them for individual. So something along the lines. Um, it should be a fun event. So hopefully we can have a, a fun game to go alongside it. Yeah. And I think I saw our invites being sent out for that already. Is the first round going? Yeah, I think the individuals is done uh, yeah, with the, the team, team qualifier. Yeah, team qualifiers start in the next week or so. Um, they just announced that, what is it here? Yeah, the top 30 teams from the uh, elite qualifier, or from the qualifier with all elites and teams 31 through 70 will get a RX invite. So, um, you know, based off of that, probably expecting 10 elite teams or invite teams of games level athletes to come in so uh, it should be an interesting competition either way although some of the teams like the underdogs and um, the aussies they were a qualifier team so um, we'll see what happens we'll see how it plays out but it's kind of cool to it's kind of nice to see someone trying something different and that they're not like just trying to make larger prize purses. They're just spreading it different over different um, divisions and stuff. So yeah, all in all, Wadapalooza is looking good. We'll figure out what game to play and we'll let you guys know yeah. when it's closer to the time. About a few months, so hopefully we're yeah. good. And then, um, yeah, I guess the next thing sort of segment that we're going to add to this podcast is kind of talking about the, Wad Wednesday that we're doing in partnership with all the wads. Dave, do you want to talk about that a bit? Yeah, so um, kick this off um, as of today for this recording. So all the wads is uh, a new site. Um, they're building out in a library of elite CrossFit competition events. So um, competitions, qualifiers, uh, some girl wads and hero wads all um, in one place. So um, just kind of if you're interested in browsing around, you can search for a competition, you can see um, whether it's a 2021 Wadapalooza workout, you can click into it, see Wadapalooza workouts, and just kind of have that library there. Uh, they have uh, a daily wad that you can uh, give out if you need a little extra motivation. And um, we built a, a fun integration with them. So when you view uh, a competition wad that we have the results on fantasy fitnessing, you can also see the, the winning times from the winning athletes there as well. So uh, if you need a little extra motivation to uh, to push yourself, you can see what the, the best of the best is there. Yeah. So just to drop, like, that's a little API feed. If anybody wants one from us, yeah. let us know what you want. <laughs> Something we're starting to sort of do um, in different capacities. So 
that's something fun to just yeah. have more stats and things out in the world. But yeah, yeah. so yeah. share all the data. So um, you can also find all the wads, all the wads .com and on Instagram at all the wads. So. But I guess our, our first our first wad we went back looked at the standard. Um, so the standard was first introduced at the 2019 games, which was the final event, um, which, you know, for everything that the 2019 game was, they, I think from the, the men's side, this was really the, the only time that the final event mattered for Matt Frazier to get the, or to win the, the fitness center championship. So exciting to see that there. Uh, I guess I should say the standard was um, triplet um, started off with uh, basically grace. So 30 clean jerks at 135, 95 pounds, followed up by 30 ring muscle ups. And then Isabel, which was 30 snatches at 135 and 95. Um, so uh, at the, the 2019 CrossFit Games, uh, kind of had the winners, uh, Matt Frazier finished in eight minutes, five seconds, 5.78 seconds. Um, and then on the women's side, um, Sia Claire Tumi Orr, who um, also won Fittest on Earth that year, um, she finished in eight minutes and eight 25 seconds and nine tenths of a second. So 8.25. And that was the 12th event at the Games. That was the last yes. one. That was the uh, the final event. So, um, you know, looking through it. And again, like this was the, the wonky year where they did all the cuts and like the last like five events for only 10 people. So on the women's side, um, Tia won, Jamie Simmons, who finished third at the games last year, was second, um, almost a minute behind at 9.14, um, with an asterisk and a Franco, um, 9.34. Folte was 9.38, and Carrie Pierce was 9.47 um, for the top five there. Then on the men's side, Noah Olson was second, Again, just four seconds behind, which um, I think based off that, Matt Frazier would, or Olsen, he probably needed to beat Frazier by two or three spots in order to be fittest on earth there. But um, BKG was second, Scott Panchik, or sorry, BKG third, Scott Panchik fourth, and Adrian Newbuckweiler was fifth at um, the CrossFit Games that year. And then um, to kind of put anything more in perspective, um, it was also a event kind of six months later at the 2020 Cross Strength and Depth Sanctional event. Um, so that was held in January. So six months later, uh, interesting to see that um, at that event was the second, or at that competition was the second event. Um, and so Frazier was also there. Um, he finished at 7.54. So, you know, what was that, you know, 11 seconds faster um, over, you know, six months, which, um, I guess what, how long would that be? A huh. couple percent improvement on his side, and then on the it women's was also side, event. It was also event two, not the twelfth event after yeah. the games. Yes, yeah, a little bit different muscle fatigue for sure. Yeah. Um, and then kind of the only other true repeat um, competition result we had was Haley Adams. So she finished eighth at. Um, in the event at the 2019 games. And then at strength and depth, she ended up winning the event at 9.48. So um, she knocked off yeah, 52 seconds um, over the course of um, those six, six months. Again, 
you know, 12th event versus second event, but that's a pretty significant improvement for her being, you know, almost 10% faster on that side. Um, so interesting for her. Technically, Will Mora did it twice, um, although that was the, the year he hurt himself at the games and basically just walked up to the bar and didn't complete any reps um, at the games, but he finished it at 8.36 um, at strength and depth. Nice. Yeah, it's fun to see these like sort of games things repeated outside of the games. Then you can have a few more athletes test them. Yeah. And then, yeah, like it's interesting to see, especially looking back, um, this is kind of where we got into the to COVID. So you had so many of these up and comers um, not really being able to, uh, to compete through that whole season. Um, but some of the, the games athletes from this year who um, were also there, I guess, obviously Miguel and Horvath, um, they finished at 10.04 and 10.23, um, second and seventh respectively in the event. But, you know, Paige Powers was there. Um, she finished 13th in the event um, at 11.01. You know, she was a games rookie this year. Um, and then on the men's side, you know, second in the event was Georgios Karavis at 8.21. Um, Andre Houdet was there at 8.48 or finished sixth place in 848. So it's interesting again to see, you know, how some of these semifinal athletes have um, were able to, you know, compete and how they stacked up against, obviously, you know, Frazier and Haley Adams and kind of those elite level athletes. Yeah. So kind of part of this partnership for, um, with all the wads is we're just, kind of making a fun reel to put some stats about the workouts, some like old clips from the competitions. So we've got a full list of like the 2022 semifinal athletes that competed at the strength and depth sanctional. And there's 22 of them. So go check out that reel. And we've got them all listed based on how they finished in it at strength and depth and what their times were. So Go check that out to see how like this year's semifinal athletes did in the standard in 2020. Yeah. And guess also on fantasyfitnessing.com, um, we have this listed as one of our competition records. So if you hit records at the top, you can uh, view the standard here. And so um, on the men's side, Matt Fraser has you know the two top times, um, one two, which is interesting to see. Uh, and then on the women's side, uh, the top five you know, times that we have from a competition record are all also from the 2019 CrossFit Games. So Haley Adams' event win at strength and depth was sixth place, less than a second behind Carrie Pierce's, you know, fifth from the CrossFit Games. So um, it, it shows, at least on the women's side, that, you know, that that final group at the Games is probably um, was, was legit based off of just, you know, the comparison of these rankings. Yeah, especially that it was subsequently tested like six months later. Yeah. So. Cool. So that, I think, is it, Dave. Yes? Yeah, I think that's it for this week. We'll, uh, we'll be back next week. So. Yeah, so just check out what's happening on our Instagram at Fantasy Fitnessing. Make sure you have an account at FantasyFitnessing.com so you don't miss out on any fantasy games. We've got all those records, massive competition lists athlete lookups if you want to know something about somebody go check it out see if you can yeah. find them and then all the wads a pretty sweet sort of competition workout library if you want to test some things and know how the elites 
did. Make sure you follow at all the wads as well. And I guess we will be back next week. Yay, we've kicked off again. We're back. <laughs>